Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Yes. He's so proud of himself for doing all this. Billy Madison. Alice Cooper. School's almost out for the summer. It is. Nudie Magazine Day. This always... This song always takes me back to Days of Confused. How can you not like Alice Cooper? Takes me back to Wayne's World. Swing. We got backstage tickets to Alice Cooper. School's about in session today. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's Rump Chat edition. Um, you know, I don't know. We're in the 100s we're now. We're in the 100s oh, now, now but yeah. I think the 100th that's going to release is going to be a best of. It just depends because Ferg's in Portugal. Just cruising around Portugal. We're not sure what Going he's to doing. bullfights. Those ones right. where they like. Kill the bull? When, well, no, like they catch him on the yeah. head. Like a guy takes him. run right at him and they just. And then and then they pile up on behind him and they, they got to stop the bull is the is I think is the premise. It's a of it. Portuguese bull stopping team. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, there are sometimes emergencies in this podcast. Yeah, the, the more popular we get now, we used to be able to we said a lot of things, you know, <laughs> and now we get kind of called on it and it sucks because of my position in San Angelo. You know, it's, it's just hard now because mm-hmm. I wish I could, sometimes that. If I, I mean, if I didn't have any affiliation, if I didn't, wasn't in the music side of it or this side of it, have no filter. The rodeo would be in a danger zone because <laughs> I would just spill it. Hate. I would love it. I would, yeah. Come on, bring it on. We would talk shit on everybody, and that's the funny thing. Like most of the people we talk shit on are our close friends, and the ones we know that'll take it. But the the funniest one was when I was Rup Chat episode one is when I was joking around about which announcers I would like to punch. And uh, I said that I could beat up Roger Mooney mm-hmm. as a joke. And then, like, as the podcast got bigger, I get a phone call pretty close to uh, Strong City, Kansas. And the committee's like, hi, so we are listening to Rump Chat, and we heard you want to punch Roger Mooney. Since he's announcing here, are you guys going to be able to get along? <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not physically going to go punch Roger Mooney. Yeah, okay? I said I'd fight Randy Corley and Hadley Barrett. I would still fight Randy <laughs> yeah. Corley. I could win. <laughs> I love Randy, but yeah. So, anyway, our our guest today, we got to get right in it because we got two like cool, cool ass dudes, and pretty excited about this. It just kind of came organically, um, but uh, one of them is changed the face of how rodeo is viewed and and on through videos and just makes banging bangers and um, is worth every dime anybody can ever spend on him because we brought him in last year here to San Angelo and we are building this brand. It's always been a good rodeo, but yes, adding the extra money, you know, brought us more into the limelight, but yet what he can do video wise for a brand is 
unbelievable. So we're very happy to have Randy Kateri. 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 And I want one more brag on you oh, yeah. before we go Man, to our next guy. This is nice. My dad told me, I sent my dad the video you made of me in the arena. Yeah. My dad said, gosh, dang, that boy's good. He could make a video of somebody <laughs> scooping shit and make that look like everybody in America wants to scoop shit. He's that good. Ron Crumford. You should do that for a joke. Just make a yeah. shit-scooping video. Okay, on to the next. No, no. You, make you, it look cool. You, you I could do that. You introduce the next guy. The next guy is a cool guy, and I'm not kissing ass because he's sitting right here. Uh, <laughs> he's done a lot in rodeo, not just in the arena, but on the business side of rodeo. He's done stuff for movies. I made fun of him one time the other night for missing the bull, and I haven't done it since. He's a great guy. He's a Cowboys friend. Done even more outside the rodeo arena. Always had a smile on his face. He's a mm. businessman. I got my hair cut in Henderson, Texas at one of his haircut places. He's an entrepreneur, as some people call it. Yeah. <laughs> call it. Um, he's got he, more than just a pickup, man. He's, he's, even got, he's even in the medical field. Yeah, there's nothing. He's like... He's an all-around. We, all around. we joke, hot wife. We joke around about the Swiss Army knife of rodeo, but what would be one up from the Swiss Army knife? Ah, uh, the, I don't want to call him a toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Gadget. He's a huge tool. <laughs> this guy's got a huge tool. Anyways, Josh Edwards. See <laughs> Josh Edwards. Hello, hello. Thanks for having who's, me. Guys. He's, he's nervous to be on here because uh, he doesn't really know about podcasts or what happens on him. And but you know it's just rump chat, so there's we don't have any paperwork here. We just uh, we just go. So uh, welcome to the show. Awesome, thank so, you. Glad so to be here. I want to start, Josh. This is a great story. So my predecessor in my job here, San Angelo, is Tom Thompson. He's here for ten years. Great guy, Tom. Tom was as, as goofy is still to this day. He's still with us. Uh, goofy dude, but he's he's awesome. Knows. Everyone in town. Anyway, uh, Josh, I want you to tell the story of your first interaction with Tom Thompson. <laughs> here, me and, me and Tom go way back. <laughs> go way back. This is really good. I've been coming here for like 14 years, and I think maybe year two into it, used to park right here down down the RV row, not inside the gate where the higher ups are. Yeah, outside the gate, <laughs> and. Uh, so one day it's starting to rain. We're fixing to go sort, and I get the old tap, tap, taparoo on the door, <laughs> and I open it. He's like, "What are you doing?" So I'm napping. What are you doing? Who are you? Well, I'm I'm Tom Thompson. I said, just like the song, Tommy Thompson. Anyway, I don't know the song. <laughs> I'm still no, trying. Go, go for it. Keep going. Anyway, it's he all right. Says, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna need you to move, move your RV." And I said, "Well." I guess it's a problem. That's only been here two weeks. He said, yeah, we're going to need you to move now. I said, well, I can't move now. i got to go sort and have a job and all that. And He says, well, how about if we move it for you? And I said, well, I guess you want to – it's that big a deal to you. Yeah, I mean, the keys are in it. Let's go ahead. So, anyway, lo and behold, we it starts raining. It's pouring down rain, and I'm over here at the Red Barn sorting cattle, and then we got to – Haul them back over here, and then you you know you go over here at the mm-hmm. outdoor arena, and you're sorting horses. Real handy setup. Yeah. So after we drop all the cattle off, we're making our way back over here. I'm not sure where the breakdown was because uh, the keys were in it. Uh, but Tom Thompson has got my RV hooked to a medium size 
Massey Ferguson tractor <laughs> and is dragging the son of a bitch across the parking lot with the wheels jackknifed to the left. No way. Yeah. Dude, this is. How did I not know this story? Oh, it gets even better. So he drags it through this little cut gate in between the, the high end parking and the, and the other parking. And he gets it out there in the grass to where it's muddy and raining. So the wheels are locked to the left, so it ends up getting bogged down and bound up. He can't pull it with the tractor. So he finally gets it off the road enough that somebody can get by, and they run the cord over to the fence and just leave it. And he's like, well, we moved you. And literally the, the RV is just in the mud, like the, the steps that come out from, you know, when you open the what door. What the hell? underwater. I can't even get to it. I have to get on the fence and jump to the door on the driver's side to get in. Was he pissed off? I, because you don't just hook onto someone's RV with a Massey Ferguson tractor. It's Tom. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> but needless to say, I'd only been here maybe like, I might have been my second year. And I was, at the time, it was a Circle I rodeo. Yep. So I was hired by them. And uh, so I was like a little bit confused, highly pissed off. Um, frustrated, like didn't know what to do, who to ask, who to call. Nothing. Did you know he was the boss when? No, I had no idea who he was. You thought he was just some random committee guy with some a tractor? Random dude, yeah. So anyway, we, when we get in the arena, I'm all down in the dumps, and uh, the clown that year was, uh, oh shoot, Keith, Keith Isley. Uh, yeah, Keith Isley. So I tell Keith what happened, and he blows up, gets mad. So like during the rodeo makes, like, an issue of it. He's like, I tell you what, if y'all hook up to my rig like that, I'd beat your ass and, like, stands up for her, you know. They leave it there. And uh, I don't know, a couple days later, I ended up going home during the break and got some text messages from some other guys that used to be on the committee back when it was kind of a different regime, you know. And uh, then I guess it was like that, maybe that Wednesday, I get a picture and they had – I guess drug it back over to where it was. Oh, shit. Yeah, and plugged it back in and hooked it back up and everything. So now it's back on this side. But, yeah, it's a, it was a long-running joke for a long time. Like, when I found out who Tom Thompson was, like, I was seriously pissed off. But then every year since then, and I swear if he walked in right now, he'd, he'd make a reference to it. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, well, they get you parked all right this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is like the ultimate committee man joke. Yeah, twice, uh, Tom. I, yeah. I don't know if I. Yeah, I would have. I would have. I would have melted. I, I. I don't know how you didn't just choke him. Oh, it was. And it I was, love Tom. Tom's a dear friend. But it, like, but I would have. I would have went into ass kicking mode because that. Oh, well, it's not your really, home. It's your home. One you don't time mess with rodeo at, people's trailers at Rick. Sykeston, Missouri, when uh, oh the long haired guy. Oh, he's always drunk. Chris Eastwood, uh, <laughs> when he pulled up to my trailer at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm in there sleeping, and he calls and I answer, and, and he goes, come out and drink a beer. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't going to do that. I'm, it's 4 in the morning. He said, I don't think you heard me. Get your ass out here and drink a beer. Yeah, he's scary. And I said, I'm not drinking a beer, Chris. And he goes, tell you what, you got five minutes, and if you ain't out here, we're going to pull your trailer into the middle of the arena. I'm like, whatever. Ash is like, who is that? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> like five minutes later, this beep. Beep, beep. I'm like, oh, balls. I got side. They got a tell hand, like one of those big front end loaders. And he's like, that's what I thought. Holy shit. They're out so, there. They're like, where's Rumford? I go, oh, he ducks off and he you know, goes to the bathroom. But he ducks off and he goes to bed. It's called an Irish goodbye. Bullshit. 
I did. And they went and got that telehandler, and they were they had the log chain, and they were fixing to pull his camper out. And they're outlaws the over there. They are outlaws. Yeah, Randy, you've been there. You were yeah, you were a victim me. of yeah. a horrible water yeah. fight attack. Yeah, water fight, and I think that's about it. But that's it's a good place, though. I did it for like seven years. It was mm-hmm. awesome. That's a yeah. great committee there too. I've yeah. never been to the reefer guys. party yet. You haven't been to the reefer party. You're gonna have to bring. Uh, you have to. You have to explain that to people that don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm a little yeah. confused myself. Yeah. Which so reefer re- are we talking about? Refrigerator trailer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're always working at this point. This is like three in the afternoon. Oh yeah. yeah That's where picket men actually have shit yeah. to do. Yeah. You're you know stringing <laughs> stringing stock or whatever. Well, what it is 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 all the committee. Well, not all the committee guys. Just the just the psychotic ones and. Uh, like all of them, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they get in the back of a you know refrigerated trailer, reefer trailer, as uh, us truckers uh, oh, call it. Shut up! You don't even say that. <laughs> what's your what's your uh, now, what's your sidekick name for a reefer trailer? Like you know, like a flatbed's a. How about that ice box on wheels? <laughs> <laughs> Did so you get hit by a chicken? Yeah, yeah. They threw a chicken in his face. No, they threw it. They slapped me with a chicken. <laughs> a live chicken? Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. had a Harley Davidson in there for a sound system. Was the, was the they also had a guy in there with a baseball helmet on, and last year all his friends took turn smacking him over the head with a chair. <laughs> Why am I not videoing that? It was awesome. I'm telling That's, you. Oh, and they had Saturday. They had all these old women's undies in there. And then, like, Gross. That's, instead of hitting with chickens, they were rubbing. Oh yeah, blow up dolls. Oh, oh my gosh! Well, yeah. yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty intense. I have a and great just, story from Sykeston, but it implicates some other people, so I probably can't tell it. Well, you there. don't have to name names. It was a good time. All right, let's hear it. You don't have to name any names. <laughs> well, so have y'all ever met anybody on the ground crew? Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the story? You were there. Oh, we better not tell that one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're not going to tell that one. Okay, Randy. What about you? What's your favorite you. bad Sykes. hot dog? Your favorite Sykeston story. <laughs> Uh, I don't really have any good ones, really. I have the best one is probably you doing a backflip with the mullet or doing the mullet contest and that big guy. Remember that big guy last year when it was all muddy and rainy? Yeah, the guy that took yeah. his shirt off and he just slid. He kind of bitched out on his, uh, but you you gave it all you got. He was there on his his wedding. His was it his honeymoon? His, yeah, his honeymoon in Sykeston, Missouri. You, you know your redneck when yeah. you take your newlywed wife to the Sykeston JC's rodeo. <laughs> To it's, see, uh, oh, uh, what was the rapper? That was on the rapper it was night. Nelly, oh, wasn't Nelly. it? Nelly. Yeah, Nelly was the first year. This Ti, Ti, yeah, it was oh. Ti. You can have whatever you like. You see who's this year? Hoetzel yeah. and <laughs> who else is playing? It's uh, uh, oh god, uh, 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 not not, not Lil Wayne, but uh, Little John. Are you serious, Little John? Oh, it's gonna get rowdy. Yeah, yeah. But what does Little John really sing? Yeah, yeah. From the windows to the wall. Well, of course that. <laughs> Jonathan H. Smith, better known by his stage name, Little John, is an American rapper DJ. That's how Wayne Brooks would do it. <laughs> so, all right. Um, go back, Josh. Let's, like, I want people to know how much more is to you, to the Edwards family, than, than just rodeo. I mean, are you not, like, because you have your... Um, you were an um, anesthesiologist for a while, weren't you? Was that it? Not anesthesiologist, but... Uh... No, I, so I actually worked um, uh, in a couple different um, disciplines, I guess. I started in radiology. That was it. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then moved to... Worked in uh, orthopedic trauma for a little while, and then ended up in uh, vascular interventional radiology. Wow. Did mm. that for a little bit. Yeah. 
really I, enjoyed that. That's fun. So like what I've always enjoyed it. <laughs> so what I did there, like what the vascular lab does, you've heard like people having a heart cath. So we do the exact same procedures, but we do the brain to the toes. We don't touch the hearts. So we put in stents, uh, like somebody has a stroke, administer TPA, try to dissolve the stroke, uh, brain aneurysms like used to, they were uh, resolved by you when know, you open the skull and put a, what they call a clip. Now we go in through the blood vessels up to the brain, up to where the aneurysm is, and then you fill it with what's called coils. So you basically fix it from the inside. A uh, lot, lot less recovery time, uh, less invasive. Um, wow. Yeah, how, good stuff. Yeah. How about so? But I gave all that up to Chase Bronx. Yeah. How did you get involved in the medical? <laughs> like, I, as you can say, that's quite the. That's not like your typical mix. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. So, what kind of take us way back? Uh, you know. Uh, the, you know where the rodeo deal? How way the, back? I guess you know. Like, I always wanted to be a stuntman. Since I was five, I mean, Lee Majors, the fall guy, that was what I watched when I was growing up, but nobody brought one of those to career day. Mm -hmm. So uh, my family was all involved at the school, like teachers, you know, pushing, hey, go get an education, you know, make something of yourself. Schools for fools. Were they rodeo at all? No. No. Nope. And, uh, I mean, I roped all through high school and stuff, but that's not what my background was. I didn't have that, like, in my family or anything like that. And so, um, anyway, I – Went to, you know, Harvard on the Hill, like most successful mm-hmm. rodeo competitors these days, Hill Junior College, shout out. <laughs> and uh, when I left there, I ended up going to uh, um, Baylor. Uh, Baylor had a medical school there at, at the hospital uh, where I went through the radiology program and that kind of thing. Uh, went to PA school for a little while uh, in uh, Fort Worth. That's not a lot of time to party. No, no, there wasn't much partying. So I did all that for, I don't know, 12 years, and then kind of did a reverse life thing, like um, had my wife, Christy, uh, you know, fill out her bucket list and said, I'm going to try to knock off as many of those as I can for you, and then uh, I'm going to quit, and I want to kind of chase those dreams. I wanted to pick up. Uh, been picking up. You know, I was working at Mesquite every weekend uh, doing that, and I was like, man, I really want to try that stunt stuntman deal, and so I did. Left, went to California, got in the stunt business, stayed picking up, just kind of integrated it all in somehow. Wow. And uh, just tried to make it all work. You know, and over time, do a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, got my pilot's license, started flying. Man, you suck. Doing a charter pilot deal for a little Shit, while. Shit, I want to do you. Gosh, <laughs> damn. Aren't you glad you came on the show with him, Randy? I <laughs> So let's just read. Can, can I read? What are we going to talk about me for? <laughs> hey, Josh, keep your, keep your microphone close to your lips. I got, got you on that one, but let's recap. <laughs> So, God. you almost God. were a doctor, then you're a stuntman, then you learned to fly airplanes, and then what next? Like, you jumped out of a building and saved a baby, and... No, I think got into the chicken business. Good yeah. God. Yeah. So, yeah. I was in El Paso in 2009, and uh, loaded some horses on a truck, and uh, rode under a low pole gate, and my horse set up, and uh, broke my neck. God. So, I was in the hospital in El Paso there for about a week, making sure I wasn't going to be... Uh, you know, paralyzed or anything, mm-hmm. and just decided, man, I, you know, I had a little boy and another one on the way and thought, man, I need to do something that kind of has something there for them, you know, right. um, uh, you know, kind of some backstory. My dad passed away when I was five, and uh, so that kind of hits me a little harder, you know, so when I got home, I had to take about six months off, and um, there was a guy there in town where I lived that was, uh, he had a little 
quick lube oil change place. And so he was wanting to retire, so put some money together, bought that, and then really liked, I, I found out at that point, I really liked running business. You know, I love numbers and doing that kind of stuff. So uh, that's where that kind of started. So after I got into the oil change deal, um, I kind of started looking for other businesses that were kind of that same model, got into the hair salon business, franchise hair salon business, then the restaurant business, uh, now the excavation business, kind of just whatever. And I didn't even know you were in that business until during Henderson when I'm getting a haircut and the lady goes, hey, you're from the rodeo. And I'm like, yeah, she goes, I know a rodeo cowboy. And usually when people in town say that, you're like, oh, yeah. You're like, oh, my Uncle James, uh, he roped one time. You know she's him? Like, she's like, yeah, he's really famous. I'm like, yeah, I bet he is. And she's like, no, he owns this place. I'm like, well, who is he? She's like, Josh Edwards. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> so I get on the phone while I'm in the chair, and I call him and verify that it was the truth because I didn't know if he was rumping the story a little bit, but it <laughs> turns out he wasn't. Yeah, she sends me a picture of rumping there with the with his supercut cape on, thumbs up, getting his haircut. Getting high and tight That's what I was getting that <laughs> that's day. Awesome. Yeah. Man, that's that see that's what i admire you know uh doing an entrepreneur i wish i you know i would like to do that too it's, I, I, it's, I think it's a, it's a huge gamble but god being to diversify you know and it's it's unbelievable because so many guys spend their careers just you know picking up and then you know you get all broke down and your knuckles are just ruined and you're Barely walk and your shit every day, your knees and well, because yeah, just getting bashed on and pinched. And I mean, you got to have bruises constantly from guys just grab because when they grab, they grab anything, right? Whatever they can grab, yeah. That's why you know, I blew in uh, 16 into 16. Um, all right, so I, I ran, I started doing uh, endurance races like triathlons. Good lord, Josh. So I did an Ironman. <laughs> See you, Randy. <laughs> I did my first Ironman in 16, and uh, right after that, I blew my back out, had uh, three-level discectomy infusion, So, and they said it was just from, like, years of, you know, when you're picking up, like, my hips are square, but my back's, you know, them guys pulling on you and all that kind of stuff just wore my back out. So, ended up having a, you know, pretty major back surgery. and it was bacchiotomy? Yeah, a bacchiotomy. And, uh, you're back safe when Chet Johnson rides. old cheddar i said zet zet ronson we love cheddar by the way yeah yeah so that's that's me man it's were you always like have you always had that drive to just put your hands in just about anything and just have that mindset always you know i think uh you know it's it's kind of a weird deal but I think it comes from. I'm sorry. Keep moving this way. Hey, keep moving the damn mic. Sorry. Keep I, it by your you're lips. You're gonna get slapped by Rump. <laughs> I think it comes from like that. Uh, uh, I don't know this kind of psychological, I guess. But uh, with my dad passing away early in life, yeah, I kind of have that feel like um, you got to kind of push every day. Yeah, kind of got to live every day. So that's. I mean, you know, and as you get older, it slows up a little bit, but it hasn't really for me. Like there's every day there's a goal, yeah. you know, and whether it's you know, like I said, flying or, you know, I'd love to learn to fly helicopters. Um, uh, now I have two boys. They actually, and, and they kind of take on it a little bit. Like my sons are 14 and 11. They just got their, uh, just finished their scuba diving certificate. Mm. So next week when we leave here, I'm taking them to Florida. I'm going to do their first ocean dive. Awesome. And yeah, and that, you know, and it kind of pushes them to try to live, live like that too, you know. So mm. your dad died when you were five. Who is... Um, kind of who had authority over you. I mean, your mom probably had a big 
voice, but did you have any like males? In I'd your say life? my grandpa. Your grandpa? Yeah, we we lived. We had a 300-acre place there in Waco, and um, they, you know, like my grandpa gave both daughters some land, and so everybody kind of lived on the place. And so, you know, my mom, uh, you know, raised my brother and I, and but every day I was at his house, and um, you know, kind of being with him and that's he you know farmed and raised cattle and stuff like that and and uh I kind of gravitated towards that you know mm. my brother uh he didn't so much care for that kind of stuff you know he's he's in uh hospitality industry runs uh he's been a VP of of uh operations for huge hotel chains and now he runs uh, a few hotels there in the Waco area so he didn't have to travel as much anymore that's awesome yeah so we're in Waco is just blown up with oh yeah it's and like it, the place to be because of Fixer Upper. Yeah. It's funny because we're like, and it's like most siblings, like we were raised together, but we're polar opposites. Mm-hmm. But Word. We, we actually do business together. He was in the restaurant business with me when we got in the restaurants, and now we're uh, starting a property management company. And uh, we're kind of yin and yang, but it makes the business still work. You know, he's real calm, cool, and collected, never gets upset, and then. Then there's me. Yeah, and- I don't think you ever. But you know, you you don't really ever get too upset. I mean, you're you're a Not happy dude. Like, hey, go hook on to his trailer and drag it across the park. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was able to fight the temptations of beat the shit out of Tom Thompson. But he <laughs> obviously did it on purpose and just hooked on with a Massey Ferguson, by the way. Which we're not getting any. No, we're not saying that word with a tractor. <laughs> drug, if it, oh, I don't even like when somebody moves my bike. Mm-hmm. So I chain it to the fence, but uh. You know, I, I I love the outlook on that, on the man you got to kick ass because life's short. And, like, I, I was telling Josh earlier today, you know, one of my heroes was my father-in-law, Everett Van Hoosen, you know, mm-hmm. sheriff, the all, the good guy, retired from the police department and worked his ass off his whole life. And towards the end of his life, I was like, man, let's do this and this. And he's like, you know, Justin, when I retire, you know, I'm going to have money and we're going to be able to do this and I'm going to buy a – I'm going to buy this big RV, and, and we're just going to come to your rodeos and drink beer and hang out. And he always said, when I retire, when I retire. Well, then at, right months after he retired, he had a massive heart attack and, mm. and passed away. And that always broke my heart because I was like, this dude had so much. He, he died at 68, you know. Mm. And, um, and so that's one thing I like about your story is, Man, you gotta you gotta kick ass. Like my goal is to have fun every day, which is a little different than buying restaurants and working on brains. But you know, like, <laughs> but it is like I I want to have like my goal every day is to try to enjoy life because yeah, yep. I ta- mean it's so short. It yeah. takes it takes way more energy to be negative than it does to yeah. be positive. And and, and I'm yeah. really trying to be like that. And it's hard here because I get I get spun around or something. But I've really I've really got to have a better outlook because I got pretty sour there. For a few years in rodeo, I just, you know, it was just dealing kind of the with same, people, you know, the same thing. And I just, and if something was just off, maybe, you know, maybe Whit and I got in a little argument or something, you could, and you take it out in the first person, well, it ain't their fault, you know. Sure. And I'm like, God, I cannot, this is not the way to be. And, uh, but it's, it's the positivity. I'm, I'm on a real positivity positivity kick you may not see that this three weeks yeah <laughs> join us join us in the yeah. month of may when him yeah. starts being like, positive again <laughs> see you in december I, i'll be positive when i go to gaiman uh, after this and when Big i some bitches over two laptops oh yeah He's, josh hambone used to make fun of committee guys and now he is the number yeah. one committee, committee guy. guy i am not a committee guy okay you're I'm not a, a committee s- guy i'm a staff member you drive around <laughs> you drive around in a polaris ranger 
You're always on the phone. A thirty-five thousand dollar. And you lead the production meeting. Yeah, well, Boyd does actually. But <laughs> just if anybody ever hooked onto Boyd's rig and moved it, he oh. would. Boyd would call the president and talk the president to letting two fighter pilots <laughs> come to San Angelo and drop bombs on whoever moved it. You know what Rump wants to do to Boyd? So you know the attachment? Oh, horse shit. I don't want to do can, this. You can screw a hose in and it like flushes it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, he wants to just let it fill up. And so when Boyd goes in there, so it, it, the pressure would come it pressurizes from, your black from the tank and up to the just toilet. And then out. when he would step on to flush, oh, he'd uh, you. boom, turd city. He'd, you. <laughs> he'd be in a real shit storm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, and Randy will get to you uh, yeah, that's in the right. last I five mean, minutes we have. We heard it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, guess, sorry, I guess, but Josh, I guess you were just, you got to a point in your life where you just had too many friends, um, and so you decided to get on the PRC board. Yes, to lose some. Thank exactly God you're on happened. the PRC that, board. That's exactly what <laughs> happened. Actually, did, did they talk you in? Because no one ever says I want to be on the board. No, it, you know it was a. I like to say I was voluntold, <laughs> and uh, but you know I've always had. There's a piece of me, uh, you know. If you want to get into like signs, I'm a Gemini. So it's like two people signs. in here, and uh, Jeez, a there, there's a you know a part of you is a is um you want to you want to have service to your to your friends or to your to the people that matter to you you know, mm-hmm. and I felt like when this started coming around, um I, I didn't really jump on the bandwagon. I was like you know what maybe that's something I'll look at you know later on. And then as it as it kind of developed, I started to realize that I was in a a very unique position as far as uh, PRCA Cowboys go that I don't make my primary living from rodeo anymore. Right. And so what that does for me is gives me the opportunity to be completely unbiased and, and make decisions or help to make progress that, that benefits the whole association as a group. There's nothing that I can really do on the board that's going to better my position with anything right. or worsen my position with anything. You're in, you're a non-biased third party. Right. So it, it, it puts me in a very unique spot. And I think that people recognize that. And, uh, well, and I know and, personally, and, and feel like I was, I was doing that the way that they thought it should be done. So, and, and I know, even though we're friends, I, I appreciate your spot on the board because you know, when I've voiced my opinions as of late on some matters that I disagree with. You uh, were you emailed back like the next the very next morning. I really appreciate that because I you know there's been times in the past um, with when I've had trouble with some stuff just like that. You know, not to say names, but that dumbass Dusty Brewer that screwed me over for all those years. Uh, when I would email and not receive nothing, no one would answer a call. Mm-hmm. You know, it was hard to get a hold of people. So I really appreciated. Because, I mean, it, rodeo's like anything. Like, it's not all pool parties and blowjobs like it should be. You know, it's it's a lot of shit like that that you got to yeah. put up with. It's not bad company days anymore. Yeah. Bad company. Well, and I try to be, God, be you know, nice. for me, I try to be accountable to you guys. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's not a – and it's it's a real uh, a farce that I make sure everybody knows. It's not a paid position. Now the contestants get paid on the board twenty two thousand, but the other guys don't. Yeah. So this position is completely 
voluntold. So you get to do this for free. So I do this for free. and Balls. You know, I, I try to make myself uh, accountable to everyone that I represent, and I'm accessible. I mean, but do you ever wake up and that. go, man, I don't want to check my email today? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes I wake up and Christy will say, don't look at your phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll lay it down for 30 minutes, and then i got to look at it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, she. the thing is, like, Christy's, Christy and I have been together 20... You better get this right. Nine years. She's not even that old. Yeah. We started dating in high school when she was 16. I was 15. She doesn't oh look that old. Oh, my God. Yep. She's a beauty. We what dated a sweet for lady. eight years, and we've been married for, it'll be 22 at the end of this you month. You guys are like a living rom-com. <laughs> I know. It's oh like the God. notebook, but with. Fool's gold. Jiminy <laughs> Christmas. So she knows every aspect of it, you know, and, and uh, somebody told me before I did it, they're like, you know, you really need to include her on the decision because when you take a position like that, it's not just you. It, it becomes part of your life. And it is. I mean, it's there, no kidding. 20 to 25 hours a week I spend on the phone wow. dealing just with PRCA stuff. Um, you know, and for my family doesn't get any benefit out of that. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah, taking time away. And, and a lot of times we're on vacation or, mm. you know, we're somewhere together and, you know, the kids are playing or swimming in the ocean and I'm on the phone, you know. And, and I don't ever complain about it because that's what I signed up for. Yeah, you're, 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 I don't know, it's a, you're giving back to the sport you love, but it's, right. I mean, it's always, it, it, it is a balance trying to, to figure that out. And that's one thing like with that and with, with our jobs too, it's not like a, a nine to five, you know, like, like when I'm working on swim pools and you get off work and you go home and guess what? You're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. but in, in, in these where you're, uh, you know, this is never Working done. For anything. You're yeah. ne- like you're never done. Like you can't say, "Man, I've had a shitty day at, at work. I'm going to go home." Because when you're self-employed, you're you're Don't always happen. on the clock. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, and, and the like you take into consideration our our time scale as far as rodeo. You know, you're you're if something upsets you tonight or say Saturday night in the perf, and you're driving home to Ponca City and you got a ten hour drive. You know what? I'm going to call Josh. I really need to talk about this. And it might be 11:30 at night, you know, and you call and chances are I'll answer, you know, unless I'm just good asleep. to know. But <laughs> at the but, end of at the end of rump chat, we're going to put Josh Edwards phone number on here. <laughs> Feel free to call after 11. You heard it right here. But that's, you know, to me that's part of it is being accessible to people and and I hope that people see that and appreciate uh what I give to the to the position and uh you know, I, I'm trying to do things that that better not only rodeo as a whole, but especially a, a group of people that have, I feel like have been overlooked a long time, which is all contract personnel. Right. You know? So if I can bring Thanks that, Josh. you know, into the limelight and yet still bring our industry forward, I, I think I've done my job. And there'll be a time when I feel like, hey, I've done what I can do and, and I'll move on. That's you know? the old torch. Yeah. yeah. But there's going to be – you get put in such hard situations because – you know, a lot of, uh, you know, we're friends, and so, you know, your friends may have a complete different, but you have to play both sides almost, you know, and it's like you understand, but yet this is the way it is, and the board's this way, and you're having to stand up for what the board decided, and but then you're going to, uh, you know, piss off that person, you know, especially with this whole, you know, TV and using personal, you know, personality, and now with the NCAA and, you know, now there's precedent set about using name, image, and likeness. And it's like, 
Ugh, yeah. It's a whole new ball game. It is. And, you know, the way I always try to navigate it is, which I think, you know, y'all could probably attest to, is I just don't lie and I'm completely honest. That's, that's the best and way. And that way I don't have to remember what I said. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I might tell you something that you don't want to hear or, or whatever, but it was the honest truth. Right. And you know that, you know, and there's been, you know, announcers or whatever, they'll talk about, well, you know, how come I didn't get this or that? And I'll be like, well, you're really good, but that guy's better. And that's how everybody saw it. And if you want to be where that guy's at, be at his level, you know. Right. I only called you at one time, you know, a little situation we went through last year. And, uh, but I was, it was a shitty deal, but, you know, you, uh, go buckle seltzer. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but I appreciated your, you know, you were very candid and honest with me. And yes, that, that's, I can, I can handle that better. And it wasn't because I wasn't good enough. I was good enough, but it was, anyway, it's a different situation. We won't All get politics. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I said, it's you, a dirty you're game. right. You have, we're all friends in this business too. So sometimes you are in a, in a tough spot where I have to tell somebody that's my friend, Hey, something was supposed to be this way and now it's not. And I'm going to tell you exactly why it's not. And, you know, I, whether I agree with it or disagree with it, you know that I'm being honest with you yep. and you know that I wouldn't lie to you. And, and if it needs to be fixed, I'll, you know, we're going to get it fixed. Yeah. So, I think you're, you're, you're the right man for the job. I really appreciate we're, that. We're glad you're, you're there. That's for damn sure. So, Thank you. But uh, we're going to let you off the hot seat for a little bit. Well, cool. You can I want to listen to Randy talk anyway. So Randy Q, this guy mm. is. Q money. Practice, I remember, Randy. I remember the first time I saw a Randy Q video was from Bulls of the West, right yeah. over here in the Spur Arena. That was my first paid uh, deal from Weston. Weston said, yeah. Weston paid you? What? Oh, yeah, he paid oh, me. The girl he was I think he. Good. Yeah, so it came from someone else. But Weston, I give Weston credit. Okay. He yeah. got you the job. Yeah. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, it worked. That's right. Look where I'm at now. But I remember because you put, like, a camera down yeah, in the a GoPro. The GoPro, Under. like, and then in front of the shotgun shoot where the fighting bull is coming out. Mm-hmm. And the bull hit it perfect, spun in the air, landed, and Tuck was just It was the greatest up. thing I've ever seen. It was like, oh, my God, yeah. who is this guy? And I think that, I mean, that was the point right there. Yeah. And I'd been doing videos for probably five years before that, but just kind of piddling around with it, just messing around. Yeah, because you rode bulls. You were, yeah. you were a bull rider. Well, I you got were. on bulls for 13 years. I got lucky every now and then. That, that's funny. My dad says the same thing. Yeah. I didn't ride bulls. I got on bulls. You know, I, I, I loved riding bulls, and I, I loved where how I grew up and everything, and, and I'm glad where it took me where I'm at now, you know, and just meeting the people and building the relationships through bull riding has, I feel like it's, I owe that to where I'm at now. And just, I think I already had to establish some trust, and, you know, people knew me, so I was able to just kind of get in there and i think in rodeo especially right now there's so much room to have new crap coming out yeah. you know because like you you think about like rodeo pictures and how the even the photography has gotten so much better when every bronc riding picture used to be from the side like right. everyone and now that you know with these different guys uh, that ha- are able to capture like the front you know, yeah. and, and like the one with the dirt, or yeah, uh, it's different perspectives. Yeah, like all the the and, and in the video deal, especially now, where like 
do you like years ago? Not every rodeo. I remember when the Copenhagen school board. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Like with the green, oh, yeah. Yeah. where it looked like it was a face, green and black. Yeah, yeah. Would, but at the time before the replay screens, that was low cubes or whatever. Yeah, what was it? Oh, the glow cubes, and they would they would have like I remember like like Jesse it had like Jesse Bale, and then it would have his face. But it, at but the it, time, you're like, oh my god, yeah, it looks it just like huge. Jesse Bale. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> like, but then when or Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, those boards would do that. <laughs> yeah, they were loud. <laughs> but uh, before the video boards, there nobody really had a replay screen. Think about it now, 2022. Mm-hmm. I don't. There's only a few rodeos that I work that don't have a replay screen. I think I only have I only have one Rosenberg. Rosenberg Texas is the only one that I, I that I work. So, what's uh, one's of yours? Uh, Abbeville, Kansas. Oh, uh, yeah. Longford, Kansas. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, you know what? That's it. Even a, a little small rodeo that I work in South Dakota, Burke, South Dakota. They've got uh, Ben Benavides as one. So with with what you do with the videos really can translate today especially with when you figure openings and closings and mm-hmm. and tributes and all the cool shit that y'all can do right yeah you know and i don't really feel like i've even scratched the surface of what i feel i'm capable of i just need to i guess truly believe in myself um and just go after randy it. don't give us a rodeo queen answer but i want to hear more no, i'm that. serious because you know i've done i've done these videos for so long for the past five years, I feel like I've just been doing the same thing. I feel like I'm on a treadmill mm-hmm. in a sense. It might look cool to new faces and everything, but I think there's so much more to do. And, you know, I think, you know, now there's so many other guys coming up that are kind of emulating what I've done in the past, um, which is great. I, th- I feel like I need to move forward and do yeah, something different. I get it, man. That's with the music, you know, yeah. A lot of, like they, they'd say in front of that, uh, like that song, uh, you know, there's a lot of chameleons out there trying to be like me, dress like me, whatever he says. But, um, well, people, it's, people, it's, uh, they want to be successful. Like, imitation is the highest form of flattery. No, I love it. I love that. I think that's the goal. But uh, screw that. But when you were first starting, is it, I, I heard a story that you used to have to sell your shit to get home. Like, you'd buy a camera, yeah, in college, go yeah. work it, and well, sell the camera. No, I, it wasn't. Because you went to mostly, college in Odessa, right? Yeah, I went to the school in Odessa, but it was mostly like my TV or my xbox or i had a pair of shafts that you know i sold and a belt i'd, I'd mm. sell just about anything before when college ended just so i can get home i had a monte carlo had it forever and i it was about six and a half hours back home to new mexico and i'd just sell my shit and get home and then when i get back to college i'd go to the pawn shop and buy a tv and I'd be square for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if I won some money i'd go buy an xbox and I didn't manage my money very well. Oh, yeah, just like Big Bear. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Like me and you were talking about buying Xboxes and stuff, and Josh was, like buying yeah. restaurants. Getting my helicopter <laughs> license. Yeah. Trains hey, I flew a helicopter on Call of Duty, and that's about it. So it's basically the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much. Shit probably probably is. though. Well, um, I mean, I, I, that's what I, like here. You know, Randy's like, "What do you think?" And and I'm like, like last year, this year, he, he kind of gets like, "Do you?" Like I, I, you know, we hired you because you are the best. And I like what you said at the production meeting when the very first day here, when you told everybody, "Hey, this is Randy. He can go wherever he wants and do whatever he wants." Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, because it is. You know, well, last year some of the local media people they get pretty territorial, and I was gonna, I had to crack some skulls. And yeah, tell they them, yelled at me last year. Who are you? <laughs> 
Yeah, I about cracked one skull when I tried to jump in through the side do- deal yesterday <laughs> during the bull riding. That one photographer tried to push me back. Did he really? Yeah. When I was going to fake rope you? Yeah. Or I potentially ju- real rope I you? I jumped in there, and he goes, hey, watch it. I'm like, mm, you don't want old Big Bear flying in. Yeah, well, you just get their name. But but the good me, thing about Randy. Big Bear Chase. Big Bear Chase. <laughs> Big Bear Chase. <laughs> great outdoors. Big Bear Chase. Big Bear Chase. The, the great thing about Randy in these videos is, is when he's talking about the people that are, are trying to do what he does. At least you've been around rodeos and bull riding where you know not to be in the way. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah, you know you know yeah. exactly. I got where cameramen, to be, my cameramen that follow me around sometimes in the arena. I'm like, get back! Yeah. Like you're standing in the wrong spot. Yeah. So to have somebody that gives you our video, mm. it's Macho pretty, Man Randy Savage. Well, I'm telling you, yeah. look, at, look at the videos we've done. Go on the Cowboy Channel, or you know, we'll probably post them actually. But you know, he's he's incorporating movies, you know, into movie scenes into our videos, our opening videos, and it's just. I get so excited when I get a text from Randy and it's a you know a Dropbox file and I'm like mm. a little kid at Christmas because I just can't wait to open it up because it's I mean it it just it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up and that's what I you know I think sets us apart you know we are NFRS here you know with the how fast we run our production how smooth we run our production our elements we have mm-hmm. in your videos it's just it's it's exciting and. So, oh, sorry. The first time I ever met Randy, I guess, was at Cheyenne a couple mm, years ago. Yeah. And uh, he did a video, like I did a talking spot for him out in front of the bucking shoots, and I thought that was kind of it. And then it came out, I guess it was on, U- was it on YouTube? Yeah. And it was this whole deal, like watching us pick up. It was in slow motion. I don't know if y'all have seen it. Oh, yeah. From Cheyenne. Like, it was super cool. I do remember that. I'm yeah. as big as Finn, trust mm-hmm. me. It was, it was so awesome. And I was like, man, that is a badass video. Tell you, so is it another perfect day? Is that your page on YouTube? Um, no, I think it's just Randy Cortieri on YouTube. I haven't really done anything with it. I don't. Okay. I'm just kind of just going with the flow right now. Can you spell your last name for the, for the room, please? Q-U-A-R. <laughs> T I E R I. Okay. It's not It's not Quinteri. 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 It's not. All right. Judges, was that right? <laughs> like our opening. Mr. Madison, what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. Boyd always said it to me if I say Randy Quinteri. Quinteri. Spell it. He announced me in Albuquerque one year. I'm, and then I'm from Los Alamos. Well, I went to school in Los Alamos, which is where the National Laboratory is, where they did all the atomic bombs and. And boy says he must glow in the dark or something. <laughs> Do you not? Uh, I don't think so. I'm colorblind. Are you really? A little bit. I mean, that's what my dad. My is dad just why, said I'm stupid and that, not colorblind. So <laughs> is that why most of your videos are in black and white on your page? Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. But honestly, uh-huh. when you put anything in slow motion, it looks cool. Anything. I yep. I feel like that, especially in the rodeo deal, slow motion. It don't matter what it is. Yeah. You go to slow motion, it just. Well, you really see the animal. You know, you see the muscles flex. You can, you under, because normally it happens so fast. You really don't appreciate the athleticism of these animals, and and especially in the bull riding, you know, something that big that can that can move like that, twist like that, and just mm. muscled up. Not ever, not so much you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking pretty muscled up. Yeah, you're, you're looking good. Be, if you slow moved me video at the gym today. Doing those those chest flies, I was looking pretty sharp when I'm getting to the middle. All right, so you got to go to the gym with him tomorrow. All right, I'll be there. Pretty time you guys go. Pete's going too. Pete, Pete, Pete Carr, Car, sponsor of Rump Chat Car Pro Rodeo. He called he called me at eight or nine thirty five this morning. We're at the gym, looking for a band aid. He cut himself <laughs> on his shitter hose. 
Because oh part of the uh, rodeo life, a lot of people understand, is like some rodeos like San Angelo, you don't have a sewer and you're here for three weeks. So when your poo-poo tank gets full, there's a guy that comes with a special truck that hooks up a special hose and pulls a special button and it all goes away. <laughs> so Pete, Pete's like, yeah, what time you go? You're all going to go to the gym. He's like, I'll go. Well, Pete, he's lost a lot of weight looking good. So uh, I think Pete's going to go tomorrow and use his rubber bands and do what his rubber band work out there at the plant. Yeah, Randy, you're going to go to get some video tomorrow. Randy, do you yeah, have, I need to get in the gym. Do you ever miss riding bulls? Like sometimes mm, when you're Yeah, I did the other day. I was actually going to get on a bull the, the other day at uh, Austin Patterson's place in Granbury. Um, I'm probably still going to do it just to feel it again, just to, I guess, feel alive. It's just a, it's a feeling that you lose when you stop riding. Really? I think that, uh, and I think a lot of guys actually struggle with that after riding bulls and just, I mean, it's just like, a, it is like a drug. It really is. And I think a lot of rodeo rodeos in general. Yeah, rodeos rodeo, and it's just camp. like, you're around it all the time. It's your community. It's your, it's a brotherhood. It's, you see the same faces all the time. And, and when that's gone, it's, it kind of sucks. And. So I'm gonna get on a bull, I think. Now remember, Cracker. you have a newborn. Yeah, but and your wife is so beautiful. She is. She's pretty hot. She's <laughs> if really I send hot. a picture of her to my friends back in college, they would all agree that she's we, hot. We all did good at this table. Yeah. Duh. Like, mm. yeah. yeah, that's part of rodeo, and you get hot <laughs> chicks. No matter what you look like, if you're good at rodeo, whether it be mm -hmm. a pickup man or camera camera guy, because I definitely didn't get her riding bulls, but <laughs> yeah, I was like still I riding said, bulls when I met like her. I was, but like I said before, I, I said, trick. Whitney, you're the only gal that looked, you know, said, "Man, I want to do the sound guy." Oh man, look look at that <laughs> no, guy! No, the no girls, no girls go. <laughs> said no girl ever. <laughs> yeah, no. Sit in the stands. And go. Oh, I want to go give over the pants hand job to that sound guy. Or an OTPHJ. So right what is OTPHJ? Over the, the pants, pants hand, hand job. job. <laughs> God. You've never had one? I don't think so. You're missing out. <laughs> no. I've seen a guy get one in the letter buck room in Pendleton once. <laughs> you watch the whole thing or what? No, Just Randy, the I'm not weird. It's mostly reserved for the it's mostly reserved for the private rooms at strip clubs. Well, I right, thought, right. I thought uh, she was trying to get his keys out of his I don't pocket. No, never been. <laughs> trying to get his keys out of his pocket? There's Desiree's here in town. Desires? <laughs> That's what I call it. Desires. Is it, is it good? I've never been, honestly. That's a hand of Good Lord, I've never been. I need a tetanus shot. No. Here? Never yeah. been here. No, here. Okay. Oh, Are you doing COVID shots there or tetanus minute. shots? Like crazy Horse 3 out there in Vegas. Oh, <clears throat> Shout out to Salil. Shotgun Genie's <laughs> Center Performing Arts in Hamburg, Iowa. I'm not going to. Right not, across the street from the Pizza Hut. I'm not going to discredit the town of San Angelo because it's been so good to me over the years, but I just can't imagine. <laughs> you don't have to go any farther. Yeah. <laughs> I hate we to read the, your mail. The yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Tuesday lunches. <laughs> I don't know. Have I ever talked about it? Uh, so when when I my U.S. smokeless days, I was living in Sydney, and my boss used to play football at uh, Wisconsin in like '89 to '93, and he was a monster, bald-headed guy, huge dude, looked like Goldberg. Well, anyway, and he was a single guy, you know, just running chicks, and he we would go down on Tuesday, and uh, if I was at the office, we go to T-Bone Tuesday at the Titter. And they had T-bones at the strip club. Mm -hmm. Damn, not a bad steak. No, but it's a little awkward, you know. With you're eating a piece <laughs> of meat, and here's this gal dancing in front of you, and you're like, oh, "Ma'am, can you uh, give me some Heinz fifty seven sauce, please?" <laughs> you yeah. ordered fifty seven. The steaks must have been that good. <laughs> yeah. they, they used to have a deal in Dallas. It was legs and eggs. Oh, like yeah. Two a.m. is breakfast food, mm. and yeah, it's they had like a chef, and they're like food was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. 
anything's outstanding at two in the morning. <laughs> Albuquerque's got a couple like that. TDs and like, Fantasy World. When you were growing up, did you ever slip off to one of those? Oh yeah. Before Casper Baca used to have the series, and it was like uh, it was ten rounds, and each week was one round, and so we'd be going to Albuquerque all the time, and that's where I lived every Friday and Saturday night. I like Albuquerque. If you take away all the uh, pretty ghetto, all the drugs and the horrible gang <laughs> yeah, violence, and, it's a pretty nice place and, to be, really. Uh, yeah, not really. That was one of the first, you know, what I consider big rodeo, and that used to be a huge rodeo, like twelve performances, and like it was a big rodeo. And then it's just, you know, it's just hard to keep up. With was the that time. a t- was your tingly. deal with tingly? That's tingly, where we did. Yeah, tingly, tingly Coliseum. So did tingly. Casper have bull rides at tingly? No, we everything was in Bosque Farms or at in Belen. So it was just like forty five minutes down and the road. Berlin? Belen, Belen, and Belen, B L E N, two L. It was in Belen. Okay, there you go. There That's you go. better. Yeah. So, uh, so those bull rides, you go down there, ride a bull, go stare at some boobs, hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good time. I try. We we all try to get sponsored by Fantasy World, and I don't know. That would probably wouldn't have been good, but it'd be hard to like. I think Travis you, Briscoe uh, dated uh, one of the strippers out of there for a while. Well, there's a blast from the past. Stage name was Cherry. What was her real um, name? Probably I'm, Michelle or Monica. Or I probably shouldn't say her real name, but Pat. she's not going to listen. They were they were a hot couple for a she's while. Not a subscriber. <laughs> split out. Only fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just found out what that was the other day. I thought it was like a betting website. Only mm. fans. Yeah. Oh. Because I always get the TVGN app, which is the horse racing, and it said other apps that you know you might be or like this <laughs> oh you wandered your way on to only fans well i said yeah. only fans i'm like man this might be for only fans of sports you know because i'm a sports fan and i was this was the day that uh ku was getting ready to win the national championship in college basketball which like, you did call and predict i, and did. I did not agree but i did not mm. at halftime I didn't he wasn't agree. feeling pretty good very good at halftime <laughs> let me tell you that much so i didn't know that only fans uh is not a, it is for sports fans <laughs> Without tops on, yeah. If you're a fan of the butt, <laughs> shit. So it's I didn't. So I googled it to see what OnlyFans. You know we ought to make you a page. You need an oh, OnlyFans page. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yes. I so, have pictures. I, I, I. This is sad. No, but, I have but more some of those girls make like a million dollars. Yeah, Bad Baby made a million dollars in six hours. She was the girl that, catch me outside, yeah. how about that? So for OnlyFans, like, if you pay, like, five bucks, or you can say, like, touch your boob, or, like, she can say, like, for $1,000, I'll do this. Or <laughs> You need to make Rump and OnlyFans and yeah. just put pictures of his feet yeah. and his butt on there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know I what? The, you know what the best. I, I think, think I'd is? rather look at his butt. I think I'll just keep doing Rump Chat. I don't want to do the OnlyFans <laughs> Have thing. you ever seen his feet? I got a bad foot. Oh, they make Burt Davis look oh, like. Oh, horse shit, they do. Well, the thing is, I dropped my barrel. On your toe? Oh, I have in the past so many times. In the round ring of death where dreams go to die. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey be, be, speaking of that, I uh, was just over at the office. Frank came over here, and a guy works in the office. She got an email saying there's a lady concerned about you that you haven't gotten in the barrel and wants to know if you're okay. Well, I'm still kind of fighting a little bit of. Injury, I don't really talk about it, but... So why did you get in the barrel every perf at Austin? Because that was before I separated my sternum, the final performance of Austin, with a D&H bull that... I'm going to have to see x-rays. Tried to take... <laughs> <laughs> turns out I know all, somebody in the medical field. You turns out. <laughs> yeah. 
Go get your Josh. Can you look at him? I had a cigarette lighter and some foil. We could take a picture. (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me, Josh. Like you know, it's funny. I actually have a fully working RV or X-ray machine in my RV right now. If it's not pulled away from the plug, yeah, it's in the front tack. As long as Tom Thompson hasn't dragged it off somewhere. Yeah, but uh, no. What was it? What was I just? You guys talking about dragging, dropping your barrel on your toe? Yeah. So my uh, funny thing about video and Albuquerque and Hambone, the first time that somebody wanted me to do a GoPro on my head. Was at Albuquerque. Oh yeah, and we were this. getting ready. Uh, me and, and Hambone, and Matt Tar, and uh, Scotty serving. Scotty and Greg, Cindy, Marsha, Jan. I had a whole well, trailer. And, and, <laughs> no, it was the and, and that that crazy gal that Scotty was dating at the time. I called her Quaalude. She was nuts. So anyhow, we're all going to leave on the Sunday after Albuquerque and drive. Turns out Scotty was on the Quaaludes. Yeah. <laughs> turns out, turns out we we're going to drive conveniently close to Albuquerque to Sydney, Iowa, to get ready for the Omaha Rodeo. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. So I got this GoPro on my head, and I don't. The guy doing the video there, I don't remember who it was, but he's like, "Yeah, we're going to get some cool footage." This bull jumped out and was turning back, and I'm in the barrel, and his both back feet come down. One of those, he's just kind of hop skipping out there, but threw the guy off, and he's kind of going not intentional, and, just not, and just I mean, swaying back and forth, right, stepped down. right on my face. We, I had, remember I had the video. It was it. scary, and I, I just knocked, knock me you out. out. Yeah, it Did was it really, yeah, that bull, you know, and he got out. You know, of course, he's kind of dragging the barrel, got knocked over, and I think Corey Wall or someone was fighting bulls at that time, and they run out there, and it was. And then that's when they look up and wave people out, and then your kind of heart kind of, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You know, Stomach drops. I was a sleepy bear in my cave. <laughs> what the footage look like? Uh, he was in there, and then he, he came to go. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he came to, you know, shortly after, right? But he's going, <laughs> it hey, I don't blame you, man. That had to hurt. It sucked. I'm, I'm not a fan of the barrel so much. Dude cl- claw, like, kind of down, down the side. Down my, yeah, and so everybody's worried about me falling asleep. They're like, no, he's fine. He's fine. Everybody's like, yeah, because once I got up and we were having to haul ass, so we loaded the truck and trailer full of freaking pyro equipment. I don't No, so we had lasers. Toy hauler. We had we all had, this shit. We had lasers. We had lasers. We had box pads and shaps and It was a typical barrels. circle I deal. <laughs> ben, you, <laughs> no, can you please take a few things to Omaha? Had your sheep in the living quarters. and mm. Oh, he would have let me. He would have he wanted that. So Hambone, no. you know, he was, he was kind of sticking up. They're like, I'll watch him. We'll watch him. So I get in the truck and I'm like, I just start drinking beer. Yeah. So here, <laughs> drink this. What happened? Matt Tarr covered for you had to go do an expo in Oklahoma City. Came back the next day. Matt Tarr covered one perf, and I think Boyd let him say like two words. You know, because yeah. Matt had just started, and so oh, he yeah. was really, really, really timid. So he was scared of Boyd. I don't know why, because Boyd's a, a great guy to work with. You know, he's <laughs> he is he is, but you just got to bring it. You know what I mean? He ain't gonna stand back and wait for you. Throw punches anyway. Uh, we get we digress, but um, so so Matt, well, the deal with said, all right, Matt, get you behind that donut and start getting you some of that pavement. Scotty, he rump. Scotty gets in the back with Quaalude, and they're in, they go to the camper. No, Scotty, he put five hundred dollars. T- can oh, I tell the story? Sorry, I thought you. Were so I'm gonna be. He, he goes to the casino there and wins like like a couple thousand dollars. Who Scotty does? Yeah. So he gives rump like six hundred bucks, and he says, "I'll I'll pay for fuel, but I am not driving." And Rump's like, all right. So we just go and buy a 30 pack of beer. Matt getting behind that. Rump and I even sit in the back seat together. Matt's in the front seat. And we go to drinking beer. 
And not just kind of drinking beer either. <laughs> Slamming Slam. beer. Yeah. We, we blew out three tires on this oh, trip. Because God. of By all the time, equipment. By the that. time we got to Oklahoma City, we had blown three tires. Middle of the night, I had to pull up, limp it into a tire shop, sleeping in there. Because we don't want to get in the back of the camper with that crazy girl and Scotty because we were scared of what your camper was going to look like. Ugh. Um, did you wash those sheets, by the way? What yeah. year was oh, this? Oh, uh, well, the worst part was so this gal was in, I don't know, twelve maybe. What time? Or would you start calling it eleven? No, okay. So it was my big fifth wheel that had the triple axle. So yeah. in twenty fourteen. Okay, there you go. So, but the worst part was we blew those tires, and uh, so it was just turned into this horrible trip. So we slept in the front of the pickup, waiting for the tire store to open. So this girl that was in the camper looked rough. She looked like a Tuesday afternoon <laughs> stripper in San Angeles. That's right. It's like she. <laughs> She looked beat up, but she had huge hoots. I remember she had huge hoots. Bless her heart. Yeah. And she wore, like, camo shorts and, like, a sports bra. She wasn't wearing a lot. Well, so we yeah, go. She was a tiny thing, but she had a nice figure. Except for her face looked just horrible. I mean, it looked beat up. Well, at, yeah, an all-night drive in the back of a camper with no AC on. <laughs> she looks like John that works for Pete Carr and loves bulls. <laughs> That's her face. John Cribb. She looks, her face looks like John Cribbs, except for without, without the full mustache, only the half mustache. Oh, you're terrible. Am I wrong? I'm explaining. So I'm, anyway, so, we, so we, we have to go up I-35, okay? So we go right through Blackwell, Oklahoma. Well, I had to stop and get something. So my father-in-law, who was a sheriff, who's on sheriff duty, that's in K County. So I call him. I'm like, "Hey, Everett, you know, if if you could uh, go by my house and uh, I always it was signs for my barrel." Yeah. So he's like, "Yeah, I'll bring him on over." So he meets us at the truck stop. This is like 10 o'clock in the morning, and he doesn't know that, <laughs> that we have Scotty Rodriguez in the trailer with his girlfriend. <laughs> so anyhow, we're standing out there visiting, and I I'm thinking, God, I hope she doesn't step out because she ain't got out of the trailer since. I have not seen her since we pulled out of Albuquerque. Well, about that time. So they didn't have the generator on. <laughs> it was hot. And they'd been in there for how many hours from the? Uh, at least 14, 15 at this oh point. 14 Jeez. hours. So we're standing, the, me and Boner talking to my father-in-law. And he's like, man, you know, I'm proud of you boys. And y'all are hard. You know, I'm sorry you had to blow out. And all of a sudden, she comes walking out of the trailer. <laughs> and <laughs> the sheriff was like. Oh, what do you say? He goes, oh, oh, you got another friend back there. Who's your friend? <laughs> and Rump goes to backing up. She's with Scotty. See, I don't know. She's Scotty. Scotty, right here, Scotty. Sorry, Scotty. Scotty, who is that? Scotty, put your head out here so my father-in-law yeah. can see you. Well, no, Scotty gotten in the front because he got tired of her. And so he gets in the front because we dropped my tar off at Oklahoma City where we had to get new tires all the way around. Anyway, it was it was Albuquerque. Some great memories in Albuquerque. And we didn't even have a cool video at the end of the day to show. Nope. I bet you could make a cool video if you went on Tuesday afternoon at Desires here. Oh, yeah. Should you we could, try it? Would they let you? I don't know. Probably not. Do you have some ones, Bone? I can blur it out. I do. Um, I don't know if I want to go in there. So, um, so, so what is, I mean, getting back to, <laughs> this is quite the change. Yeah, we're all over the place. Boobs, you know, I know riding I, videos. I know you're. You got any more gold buckles in there? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Here. So, Randy, are you just, like, just freelance? Yeah, I've been freelancing. Actually... Well, so I I started, you know, doing some videos, and then uh, Dale, you know, I worked with Dale for five years. Okay. And yeah, uh, I mean, we were on at the start. Yeah, and that was 
I mean, we gave it the gas and Monday through Sunday, and we just were video and video and video, and and then I separated. I went my own way, and now I'm just kind of, you know, I've done some stuff with Yeti, with Monster Wrangler. Um, but is it all kind of Western yeah, sports based? Mo- primarily, yes. I have, you know, I've. I don't know if I want to go anywhere else at this time. You know, I feel yes. What what I see in the Western world is, um, they're my people, and I just gonna keep on moving forward. Cool. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, if there's anybody listening, but now I'm I'm gonna and like anything. Good costs money. Sure. So this guy costs money, but. You know, and it was one of those things like my boss, I, I said, look, you know, this is what he's going to cost. And, and and he was like, oh, shit, you know, for videos? I'm like, just, I said, just just trust me. And he says, okay, I trust you. And, bam, I mean, after the first weekend, the stuff he started pumping out. Sells itself. Totally gets yeah. it. Now he's calling, hey, have Randy come over to the office. And we want videos of this new, you know, the new uh, the construction and this and that, you know. So, um, he he loves it. it. Just you just got to see it. So I'm telling you, if you yeah. if you're out there and you want, if get get a hold of Randy. But that's I'm, how I kind of feel you, right he's now. Worth the money is, you know, what's inside my brain. I don't know if I'm able to articulate it good enough because I usually just get deer in the headlights when I'm trying to explain what I see and what I can do. I need a team to do it, but I think it would just totally be an innovation of what has been taking place already and. It's just I need to just turn the trigger on, I guess. Let's do it. What's your and you don't have to tell us if you don't want to, but like what's what are you envisioning your next step? Because like you said, you've you've for the last five years you you've done these videos which are awesome, mm-hmm. but you know you want to keep and I get it. That's and yeah. I'm not saying it's the same, but like I want to always be trying to find new acts. Like I always want to mm-hmm. be. But do you have an idea of what in your mind with rodeo and the videos? Yeah. Where you want to kind of go? You know, so I have a very abstract mind, and I, I try to – I, I want to dip off into just about anything, but I don't know if that's one of my biggest weaknesses or what, but if I could focus on one thing, say if we're going to entertain people through the rodeo, I have a vision for that kind of style. And then if we're going to want to go more into like a narrative piece and tell someone's story – I have a great vision for that. So I, I have like an umbrella and just all these little different avenues that we can go and do, whether it's entertaining, whether it's live production, whether it's documentaries, um, commercials. I would like to do high-end commercials for brands in the Western industry. I would like to, but primarily like what I feel like I really, really want to do is tell people story, t- stories because uh, I'm interested in people and where they come from and where they've been and where they're going. And... I, one of my greatest strengths, I feel, is bringing out the best in people without even having to say a word. I can just do it through visuals. And if I can sit down with them and just talk with them and not, not ask them the typical questions like, oh, yeah, what does it feel to get oh, on that yeah. bull? Or how many, you got 26 gold buckles. Like, I don't really care about that anymore. I want to know how did you get that mindset? What obstacles did you break down to get where you're at today? And because... Ultimately, that's going to help everyone in the entire world, not just a rodeo community, not just a bull rider, not just a steer wrestler. Like if Trevor Brazil can offer the value back of his mindset and his drive and, you know, some of his just being vulnerable with each other, I think it, it'll change the game for the better. Have you ever thought about trying to do your own version and you could pull it off uh, 
being a sports fan, you know, being an only fan, just kidding, being a sports fan, but uh, watching, I love that 30 for 30 on mm. ESPN. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it, it, they kind of touch it on the Cowboy Channel with uh, Wild Rides. Yeah. I really, they, the best one with Jeff Matters did the one with Sean Davis. That was amazing. But the other right. ones, the Wild Rides is more of just sitting with a nice background. Yeah. I don't feel it's, like those are just, wild rides. No. But like a 30 for 30, like, yeah, you know, if you did like going a, in depth, talking like, like uh, you know who I think would be the best, Mac Altizer. He would be one. Yeah, my other one would be Sid Steiner. Sid it's, Steiner would be great. All you know, the, the, could you imagine if you had, could video him yeah. now? If he was rodeoing now with yeah. social media and, uh, but you know those two, especially back Altizer, because we've said it on the show millions of times, and we are are huge Mac fans. You know, Bad Company Rodeo, every rodeo today. Is like Bad Company was. Bad Company yeah. made rodeo what yeah, it is. Even the PBR. I think the PBR emulated a lot of what was in. I think Mac was still is still ahead of the time of what's going on right now. I think yeah. what was inside and his brain and how he was able to see things. And so, if you could video and use your your talents, I think that I know I would. And I, I don't know anything about video, and except for the stupid videos I make with my iPad and making fun of people. Um, but just the, I, I think about you sometimes doing those and going, holy shit. Now that That's is a lot. I've tried, I've made some videos just messing around like way back in the day, you know, getting some highlight footage. Well, and just like on CDs, mm-hmm. like at Rapid City. And I was so proud of that. Uh-huh. It was pretty bad. I mean, I don't want to show you up or anything, Randy, but we should compare videos. But, <laughs> but you know, the, the time you put into it, it's not just taking the camera out in the arena because yeah. like the night after the rodeo, we're kind of joking about. This and that, and Randy's like, "Well, I'm going to go edit." So he, after the bull riding's over, he's up till three thirty in the morning editing videos for the I, next day. I got a text at three o four a.m. You text what, Hambone what, at three o four, and you didn't get yelled at. What's, what's I the sent video? It, I sent him the video, so I didn't and, say, "Hey, come pick me up. I'm drunk." You can call Josh <laughs> after eleven. He don't give a shit. We've already no. I'll I'll come, I'll come I told it. you when I get a message from him, and it's a video. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. watched it at three o four a.m. When I text Hambone, he's like, "What the hell do you want? It's three o'clock in the morning." <laughs> No, I feel bad. I kind of jumped my brother this morning to get off sidetrack, but it, he's like, hey, the steers, he calls me, and I actually got to sleep in. You know, boss is like, hey, you know, come in whenever. And I had Gus, went, left early. Your sister Hattie's having a baby. Congratulations, Hattie. Um, but uh, my brother goes, so the steers broke a valve over here, and I go, call Mason, who's our grounds guy. I'm like, call Mason. God, why would you call me? Like, Calling me. Sorry, click. <laughs> <laughs> and once I woke up, I felt bad. But yeah. anyway. You know, but it's positive. <laughs> I, I agree with you guys, though. I don't know if everybody, if people give, in our day now, give what Mac did enough credit to how it reshaped rodeo yeah. today. Like, mm-hmm. it's still reshaping it. Yeah. And, and you know the sad thing Music, is. Music, video, everything. The sad yeah. thing is, is because of the lifestyle he led. Sure. Yeah. A lot of people don't it want took, to give a guy away like from that yeah. credit because he didn't leave it, live a clean but lifestyle. And it's like, that's bullshit. You, I don't think we... I, I'm, I agree with nothing hidden. And so even if you tell that story and you tell it in a, a really, you honor him, you don't hide nothing that he did. I don't think he's going to give a shit if you, like, it's, it is what it is. And there's, you know, there's consequences with what we do. I don't know if it's a consequence, but, you know, and then you can have like a Cody Custer tie into that and be like, yeah, well, you know, because Cody kind of went another way and then, but was all part of it. But I think, Here's my plan for Mac. I think would be great is a cool documentary of him producing his last bull riding, and it's in Del Rio, and they it's like one big reunion, but it's 
it's and it's like a documentary showing telling his story throughout the documentary then it ends with you know del rio and you have all the guys come back and you Junior, he's still there, you know. Yeah. So if anybody has a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, you know, per episode, yeah. realistically, what we would, could do it? Yes. Yeah, like, it, if, what would that cost to to do? It? And not just, I'm not asking for a quote, but at like at least six figures. Yeah, it's gonna to it do it right. It, to do it right and not half-ass it, you gotta have. I mean, I to have a million dollars would be great, and and it's not. You have it's takes a lot of the time to get the interviews oh no all I'm, the I'm moving not, parts yeah. and pieces i mean you have you have directors you have the shooters because i mean i've just been trying to think about how i'm going to shoot things and i get my camera and i shoot it and then i i'm trying to make the sound right then i'm trying to make the color right and then i'm editing it then i'm trying to fit it into the narrative like there's actually people that focus on just coloring videos that's their job it's like a whole nother monster then there's guys that just work on sound for videos and there's guys that just Figure out what lenses we're going to use for the for the video, and guys that pull focus mm-hmm. for the you know. So it's I don't know if we'd have to go that that high end on that. I think we can tackle it down with a like a small little army that's just gets after it. I because I think I, I there's so oh, I don't know if you could no I don't know if you could market that to everybody in the world because you know people don't know. But then then again, think about this. Think about eight seconds. I mean, even though that was not nothing yeah. like that, but like I, if you had a, well, I really think you could. I think you know if you could get a Netflix, you know, and and uh, I don't even think you need Netflix. I think starting your own platform, starting your own platform, you, and if you can find someone that you know that trusts you, that believes in you, that has the money, that is willing to give it the shot, you could start your own platform and give it the gas and start telling these stories to where people come to your platform. Why go to Netflix? When go to Randy Flicks. Yeah, go to Randy Flicks, and then because I think I, when I go in to tell stories, I'm not trying to just create my own narrative over it. I'm gonna the it's gonna speak for itself throughout the deal. Like I'm not gonna, you know, I've seen it for too long of, of people going into places and they're like, we need him to say this, or they already have the questions written like out. Tilden on Yellowstone. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I think it's I think it's you know, I I don't think it's. It's distorting what needs to really happen. I think you need to set a really solid foundation, and this is how we roll. This is, this is how we operate, and but we don't hide nothing. We tell it how it is, and we roll on. I think you could. I think you could. There is a bigger market than just. It doesn't even have to be a rodeo person because I watch a lot of things that I have no clue who these people are. But it's the story that gets yeah. you. So I mean, you know, uh, Joe Beaver. You know, all the stuff he went through, you know, and the, the craziness of, you know, mm-hmm. drugs and stuff in the 80s and stuff and winning and then going down, you know, losing his son and, and coming back and, and, you know, and still rodeoing and training the next generation of guys that coming through his tutelage and are making the NFR and, and, and winning rodeos like John Douch at Houston and, and, you know, and now in his TV broadcasting. I mean, that's a great story. Or Frank Newsom, who was yeah. living wild Absolutely. and on the stuff. And, and then, you know, and speaking of Albuquerque, that's where that happened. Gets thrown in jail, you know, and loses everything. You know, yep. goes to the ranch but, and, you know, and then comes back. And, you know, he's he's been most badass for years. I mean, one of the greatest of all time. It's just there's so much. Yeah. There's a lot of storylines that, that in rodeo is different from most sports that we don't have these million dollar budgets right. to and like I said, you know, rodeo is never gonna be what the NFL is, you know. I mean, but at the same time It doesn't need to be. It can just 
be rodeo. And, and, and I like telling the real stories like that because, you know, kind of going back to the Mac deal, he's unapologetic, but Mac is who he is and he's not ashamed of it. You know, Frank, Frank Newsom, he's not ashamed of what he's done. And you know, that's, uh, you know, me, every, there's some people who go, I can't believe you said that yeah. on Rump Chatter, this or that. You know what? I'm, I'm who I am. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not perfect. But, you know, the, the thing that I'm most proud of myself is that I'm me. And there's a lot of peace being who you are. Mm-hmm. Because in rodeo, there's a lot of people that will put on a front. And, and when they're at a rodeo or on Instagram, they're one way. Yeah. And they're a totally different person. Yeah, I'm guilty of that straight up. Like, I've totally been a chameleon for you know, I, I, I still catch myself being a chameleon. And so that's why it's good to actually talk about that and get checked up every now and then. Because once you're able to be real with yourself, you're able to help the other guys that can't, don't have the ears to actually listen for what people are actually saying. Just like, just be you. Yeah, I'd rather have people that are like, man, you, that dumbass, he shouldn't have said that. But you know what? It's not like I'm like, hey, this is this is rodeo Justin Rumford and this is regular Justin Rumford. Yeah. Like, and that's and I've known Mac, and that's Mac. Mac's like, you know what? It was a party. Yeah. You know, they used to bring a whole trailer just with with firewood, <laughs> and they had the bad cup, the, the bad wear wagon where, you know, they had their own merch trailer that's they still got it. It's rusty and kind of sad, but the. But you still see, literally, I still see old trucks going down the highway that has the bumper sticker that says follow me to the next bad company rodeo mm-hmm. and they've been gone for 20 plus years louis caliente yeah bad i mean you rodeo. still see them i know? honestly wanted to get just as a tribute i honestly wanted to get that when i got my new trailer i wanted to get the bad company logo put on the the uh <laughs> the hay rack like mac had on his elite mm-hmm. back in the day where it said bad company rodeo but it said bad then it had the logo and then said company and then uh on the back, it said Pro Rodeo's rocking a show. Yeah. But then everybody would be, like, making fun of me for it. I know that because I remember when kids, and this is no shit, kids in, when in the 90s, uh, they would take the logo and go to, like, an uh, embroidery shop. And, and they would have their own shirts. They would have Bad Company put on their shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I used to be like, you're not a bad company. But, you know, it's sad to know how many people, you know, because look at all these guys now rodeo 19 18 19 years old they didn't they don't know mac they don't know mm-hmm. bad company you know so it's kind of a vanity now if you can yeah. remember the 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 wildness and but also look how many guys started with mac that became yeah. very successful in yeah. this business even outside of that i mean benji bendeley mm-hmm. boyd polhamus uh and I can't name all the bullfighters but uh you know, chad beavers <laughs> all of them uh, <laughs> Name you drop. Know, my friend Danny Cannon picked up for him for DC, years. DC, you know? yeah. Oh, DC, yeah. I mean, there tons of guys work for Mac, you know. Uh, yeah, the boy, uh, and then Benji they, and his brother John, and and uh, who the long haired photographer Dave Jennings. Jennings. David Jennings. Uh, Bronco the, Dave. They Jennings. need to do a story on him. They had the the, boy, <laughs> the Boys Town Ramblers. Yeah, had the old band. band. Uh, was it Smurf? Was he one? Uh, Maybe Smurf was a bullfighter and. Uh, Eddie uh, Huff's brother Roach Eddie Roach Hat- Eddie Hatfield Eddie, Eddie Hatfield. Hatfield was there all the time. He's got the pictures with the old bag, which is hilarious because some of the bashers of me on Facebook, they're like, I remember, you know, they're talking about Mac Altizer, and they're like, well, you know, the bad camera is. I'm like, you talk about clowns they would have five bullfighters, and they'd yeah. send them there a week early to hand out yeah. bad company stickers at the bar, right? You know, like. Mm-hmm. 
Those those some bitches had more rodeo clowns than anywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, Mark Swingler. Mark Swingler. Uh, yep. The old YMCA. Great act. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I still think, like, people, if you really go back and look like we are, I mean, so many good things, positive things came from what Mac was doing. And I mean, you know, there's probably some negative things too, but well, yeah. But as far as as far as the advancement of of how rodeo uh, grew, he had so much influence over like that. He needs to be yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Like that's yeah. that's absolutely ridiculous if he's mm-hmm. if he's and not a Hall of Fame. Again, you know, it's it's because of the way that yeah. you know, but, yeah. and that shouldn't be choices. the yeah. thing. I, I don't think that it's. And I'm not glamorizing drugs, and uh, I've no, had you don't have to glamorize people because I know drugs are bad. I get it. But I'm not glamorizing drugs when I talk about stuff like that. Like, you know, some of my family that listen to Rump Chat, I don't know why. Like, my aunts that I haven't talked to in years will listen to it and then pull me aside at family reunions and tell me how bad it is. They're like, well, you, that Motley Crue, that, that movie, The Dirt, was just horrible. And you just talk about that all the time, about how you like Motley Crue and you're promoting drugs. I'm like, I'm not promoting drugs. I know drugs are terrible. I just think the the lifestyle was so wild. I think it's cool. I, I don't think it's cool, but also it's like but, so freaking cool. But <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's not but like you do. I'm not but saying you, I'm going to do I drugs. Do. I'm not going to say I want you to do drugs. All I'm saying is watching them do drugs was cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Like, I don't yeah. want to do it. <laughs> I, I'd be too scared to try anything hard. Oh, the, no kidding. I get nervous if I have too many seltzers because I get heartburn. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> Except for on Saturday nights at San Angelo, Texas, party. Yeah, guys, Des- Des- Desirees. So Desiree. I wonder. I, I really wish that we could find a guy that had the budget to do a five series, mm-hmm. five five series of pro rodeo docu- documentaries, and then uh, I don't know. Maybe Let's go talk be- to Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Pete at? But you know what I'm saying. Like, how cool would that be during the NFR to have a you know a place like. Yeah. The South Point Arena, or somewhere that holds just a a shit ton of people, yeah. like even real stories a, of real premiere. Like, yeah. Say yeah. say at ten thirty after one perf, yep. the pro rodeo premiere of yep. Mac Altizer breaking the band. Yep. You know, the story of being bad to the bone, yep. and then you know you sell tickets to that. Where because I think during the NFR with it's with all the stuff going on with cowboy Christmases and so much crap going on during the day that if you did a night, a nighttime deal where even if it was 30 bucks to get in 30 bucks, but you got a beer and a bad company sticker. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and really promoted. I think people would go because, you know, I mean, at, after the perf, there's obviously stuff to do, but with the perf starting earlier, you know, every year. And I don't know. I just, I, I definitely want to see more of that. And Hambone's the one that, He's the first guy that told me about the thirty for thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, the idea. Oh, I love. Mm. Well, just the, I love those on ESPN. I, yeah. I watched yeah. them with Mike Tyson. I never liked boxing. Yeah. Yep. After it was over, I felt like me and Mike were buddies. <laughs> mm. I would not want to fight <laughs> back in his day. No. Wow. I could. I could watch. Doc, I, I'm a doc. It drives me, me nuts. Mm. I do too. I love them. Because um, it's real. Yeah. yeah. And know? like you know, I mean, just little ones that you never heard of. You know, a small. What was it like Marquette or some college basketball running a betting ring yeah you know the guy was shaving points mm-hmm. oh like, yeah i seen that it was from arizona so, yeah, arizona, arizona that's yeah. it not marquette arizona but it was so good but um yeah but we could do that in vegas because they i want to do another thing in vegas too i want to do a roast 
Oh yeah, we've <laughs> always, that would be fun. Yeah, we've no, always talked about it. You have to put your phones at the front door. That would be wild. But you couldn't even do a roast <laughs> roast rodeo. Bob. You see, that's the thing. You can, you know, yeah. Tallman. Tallman's that probably the greatest thirty for thirty right yeah. there. Right. Yeah. For All sure. the things that Bob Tallman has done in his life. Yeah. I mean, from growing up and and getting groceries for the madams at the. Yeah. At the they were madams. They were not whores. They were madams. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. It'd be, you know, being an altar boy to, to you know, going to Cal Poly and rodeo, and then all of a sudden, you know, just starting to announce rodeos and then changed the way it was done. Yeah, like, is it- and, and then the, the, the storm of the 80s and 90s. <laughs> it was the 80s. <laughs> Taking a sleigh ride. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's review. Our top five that we would want. Okay. Tallman. Yep. Ma- Mac Altizer. Mm-hmm. Frank Newsom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about let's think that I don't know about top that'd be really good, but I don't know about top five. I think Joe B. I think Joe, Joe B is a good be. one. Yep. Do you think that uh Tough Hedeman has had too much coverage over his life? I think Tough C I think that's already kind of been, I mean I, I don't think in the right way. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows the right but way. They I don't. think you know I think telling the real shit is the best. <laughs> it's just you gotta tell it how it is. Oh, uh, Ronnie Kitchens? Oh, shit. Not Ronnie. Hanging on the money in the buckle, too, mama. Old Kaufman killer. Yeah, I don't know about Ronnie. Ronnie would not be good. Ronnie's a good guy, and I I really appreciated him in the bull riding, but I don't know about a top five right now. Okay, well, fine. Speaking of five. I'm going to the bathroom. How many teeth he has. (laughs) He partied. He has, he, I'm not going to say that. He used to high school rodeo with us at the Lone Star High no School shit. Rodeos. High school rodeo with Ronnie <laughs> yes. Kitchens? Yes. That is amazing. Sure did. Uh, Kaufman, Texas. Or he might have lived in Kemp. He lived right there around somewhere. But my wife lives in Forney. It's all kind of right in that area. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's, we'd have to sit back, and we always laugh because there's probably people that are driving listening to this and just yelling a name. And yeah, we can't this hear name, them. you dumb oh. bastard. Say it. They will say it. Well, trust me, as soon as this airs, our Instagram would go ding, 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 ding. And there's always somebody weird like, they should do a 30 for 30 about my Uncle Joe. He roped calves in North Dakota. And- <laughs> or, or the legend, you know, Cotton Rosser, you know, Mike Servey. How about Mike Servey? You know, going to, I mean, doing all the things he's done, going to prison, coming back out. Coming back you know, out. it's, that's the, that's just it. I mean, there's a lot of good, you know, great. There's careers. a lot of story out there to be told that yeah. hasn't been told. But, but, and I think it's because previous to now, we didn't have this kind of platform. Right. You know, and, and the TV coverage, social media coverage, stuff like podcasts. I mean, now that we've come into the, the next century, um, they're so much more available to cover. Well, you know, but our and get those stories out there. If you think though, if you told those stories, sometimes that there would be negative feedback, like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you'd do that." Because, like, when Hambone wanted to do the roast, I was all for the roast, and that was before COVID hit. When I still had a lot of pull at the Orleans Hotel and Casino, and was going to get the ballroom, but I just knew that if we went ahead and did the roast, even with our friends, if 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 Ten of us got up and roasted Bob Tallman. People would instantly hate us, even though sure. they'd be like, "I cannot believe what Justin Rumford said about Bob Tallman." I love Tallman. Tallman is one of my biggest supporters. He texts me all the time. But in a roast, you you make fun of your friends, yeah. and for some in in rodeo, where it's different than most places, where people get really offensive. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, it, when they had the roast of LeBron James, man, they said some horrible shit. 
Really? I hadn't yeah. seen it. And uh, the funny thing is, after it was over, LeBron wasn't, you know. Just smiling. He wasn't getting on Facebook being like, everybody, you know, leave this guy alone. It was just a rose. Because nobody was like, I can't believe that Shaq talked about you like that. Yeah. Shaq just ruined him. But everyone's, they weren't like, she kills a dick. They're like, that's a rose. Like, yeah, it comes with the territory. For, so for some reason, and, and I'm guilty of it too, you know, with the getting pissed off at Facebook posts, but I'm getting better about it with – little bit of therapy here and there yeah. <laughs> but you know uh, it it is definitely a, a hurdle maybe yeah. in, in in this day and age with how tight-knit how small and large mm-hmm. the rodeo ranching community is as a whole yeah you know so you i don't know if you could pull off i think you could pull off a roast to benny butler benny would be the ultimate roast <laughs> If you got the right people, yeah, but there. he would take revenge on yeah, everybody. I don't think he'd it'd settle very well with him. Everybody no. would die. <laughs> it'd be hilarious for everybody else. Yeah. It'd be hilarious for an hour and a half until it was over. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he just backs up and dumps fight bulls into the ballroom, and everybody gets hooked. <laughs> he yells at Evan Allard for will a while. They, will they get hooked? <laughs> well, not if there's a fighting bulls from Austin. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> thanks, guys, for coming by. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, greatly appreciate this it. This is awesome. It was a good – we might even get two parts. How long have we been going? One hour and 28 minutes. That's, oh, wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, what a great day. But we don't want to hold a Josh up. He's probably got to go feed horses and – you Do know, x-rays and fly airplanes. And fly airplanes, check on, you know, the chicken shortage and <laughs> you know, the shortage of uh, uh, 10W30 weight. Well, that's right. Uh, crisis in Ukraine. Get hit by a car. Go save a child from a burning building. <laughs> and then Randy's going to go play Xbox. So. Hey, yeah. Randy hey. can video it. Yeah. Make me a cool stunt. Yeah. Speaking hey. of Mike Servey, make sure you dispose of that oil safely. Yeah. <laughs> there are consequences. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank our sponsors. <laughs> we are at a Pete Car Rodeo here in San Angelo. Pete Car Pro Rodeo. Always. Yeah. Uh, Pendleton Whiskey, which is a, a great partner here in San Angelo. Spitzy, creative, when, is, when he gets out of uh, Portugal. Once he gets out, yeah, Spitzy gets back. And Rodeo Patch, we're about to reorder for all of your Rodeo hat Good patches. Great patches. Rumchat.com, yeah. merchandise up and rolling. What up else? and rolling. And it, Another Perfect Day Films, Randy Kateri. Check them out, and uh, don't Daddy. forget, Daddy. all the, the gold buckle beer is out, and it's cold. And don't forget the gold buckle beer zone coming to Ponca City. 101 Wild West Rodeo, a very uh, special VIP section where you can get all the gold buckle beer and seltzer you want uh, if you buy a table. It's a VIP. It's a tent right at the end of the arena. They're yeah. building it right now. Gold buckle beer coming to Oklahoma, Ponca City 101. The only problem is you have to listen to Garrett Yerrick and announce a rodeo. Yeah, that's I guess only, he's that's okay. That's the only downside. I like Garrett. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. We all love Garrett. We love G-Spot. Garrett's got a girlfriend. He does, and she's really cool. She's she hot. cool. She's way hotter than Garrett probably deserves. Because nice. Garrett, <laughs> hands down, he's an announcer. He, he, he definitely outpunted his coverage. As did we. Well, maybe not As you. Did we all. Maybe not you, uh, <laughs> or Randy. <laughs> I'm pretty hot. Victoria Cateri. Well, in, my mustache. In honor of bad company, we're gonna send you out to you with a little bad reputation. Until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Rum Chat. Later's. Catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> <laughs>